Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast, the show for women who want to develop a kinder relationship with their body so you can feel healthy, happy, and confident without restricting food, doing torturous exercise, or constantly worrying about the number on the scale. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, size inclusive fitness specialist and certified non diet health and life coach specializing in body image. This podcast is here to provide weight neutral, health at every size aligned information and coaching on sustainable habits and mindset shifts so you can feel your very best in the body you have right now. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Hey friends, and welcome to the Joyful Movement Show. This is episode 48, and I'm your host, Kim Hagel, personal trainer and registered holistic nutritionist, all on a mission to help women ditch diet culture so they can move joyfully, eat normally, and feel confident in their own skin. Now, of course, being the Joyful Movement Show, of course, we do talk about movement itself here, but sometimes we get into some deeper topics because There's a lot more to joyful movement than just go do what feels good. There can be a lot wrapped up in that. It can be a pretty loaded term depending on your history with sports and fitness and diet culture's influence or internalization of diet culture's influence on all of it. There's a lot of rules, right and wrongs, good and bad. And as such, we can internalize a lot of beliefs about exercise, food, our bodies, and ourselves that make moving joyfully a real barrier or sticking point. So we have to dig beneath the surface to look at those limiting beliefs to get to the point where we can even consider joyful movement. And today's episode is one of those dig deep type episodes. We're talking about something that I just recently became aware of that's a huge barrier to joyful movement or to even embracing the non-diet lifestyle in general, and that is fear of judgment. I've been noticing uh, in conversations with people lately, a lot of comments such as, you know, I'd love to give up dieting. I'd love to embrace this non-diet lifestyle, but what will people think if I gain weight or if I stop trying to control my weight? Like I say, I just sort of became aware of this through observations I've made and listening to people and a few of the conversations that I've had lately. So it's September as I'm recording this, which I think I've mentioned before is kind of like the new New Year's in the fitness industry. There's always a big surge, it seems, um, at this time with people getting back into routine after summer and looking to resume their workouts and to, as they say, get things back under control. So I've had a couple of new clients start personal training and some returning clients come back. And of course, the first thing that we do when we start our relationship together is talk about goals. And honest to goodness, even after a year and a half of doing non-diet work, promoting body neutrality and movement for more than weight loss, still every single consultation that I have, when I ask about goals, the person will say they want to lose weight every single time. And I'm not going to lie, sometimes I get a little frustrated by that. And I think, how am I not getting through? Like I've talked so much about health at every size, how we don't need to lose weight to be healthy. How focusing on weight loss when it comes to exercise is the number one motivation killer and really guaranteed to cause you to struggle with consistency. 
how losing weight isn't necessary in order to improve strength, endurance, mobility, power, any of it, and how losing weight will make you more confident or cause you to love your body. So it's kind of like, what the heck? Why is everyone still coming to me with weight loss goals? But I know whenever I see a theme that there's more to it going on. So I explored this with a client recently, and this is a client who has been working with me for quite some time. So we have a a good relationship, and I knew that she would tell me like it is if I asked her straight. So I said to her, okay, we have been working together for a long time off and on. And you know, when you come here with a weight loss goal, what I'm going to say, referring to all the things that I just mentioned a few seconds ago. So what's up? And her response was so interesting. She said, like, I get it all intellectually that people can improve their energy and feel stronger without it being about weight. I believe that for other people, but I'm not sure I believe it for me. In my mind, having that feeling always went along with having a smaller body. And over the summer, I've gained weight and I don't feel as good. So then it must mean that I need to lose weight. So that went into a little conversation about why we're different in the summer than we are during the rest of the year. And we talked about how we have more fun in the summer and just being in the moment and being with people, traveling, experiencing life. So following and eating an exercise plan wasn't a huge priority. So I said to my client, well, what makes you think that you can't have fun now? Really, you have to rein in your diet or be more disciplined with your exercise just because summer's over. Why do you think that you have to get back on plan with eating and exercise? What if you ate and moved in a way that made you feel your best and that you enjoyed all year round without there being two different ways of living and two different weights? And she said, well, then I'd probably eat a lot more fun foods and I wouldn't be as disciplined with exercise. So I'd probably look more like I do in the summer all the time. So I kept digging and I said, well, what does that mean about you if you don't lose the summer weight? And she said, well, I mean, it's fine for summer, but I can't carry on that way forever. Like everybody kind of gains weight in the summer. So nobody thinks too much about you if you do, because they probably did too. But you can't carry on that way. September comes and everyone goes back to routine. And with that comes getting your eating and exercise back on track and losing the summer fun pounds. So again, I said, so what does it mean about you if you feel healthy, strong, energetic, eating the foods you want and moving in ways that you enjoy, but don't lose the summer pals? And she said, well, if I don't lose the weight, people won't know that I'm eating well and exercising. They're going to think that I'm lazy or unhealthy or that I've let myself go because they'll see that I'm holding on to more weight. People are really judgy and I just wouldn't feel comfortable eating and moving how I want if I was carrying extra weight around. Like, why would I not be trying to get it under control? People wouldn't understand that. And it was like the light bulb went off. I said, oh, I get it now. So it was the fear of judgment that was keeping her on this weight loss and gain cycle and afraid to embrace the non-diet lifestyle fully. 
Hey friend, I totally get how lonely it can feel as you're trying to heal your relationship with movement. When your social media feed is littered with fitspo, before and afters, and weight loss challenges, it can be really hard to figure out what moves you. I know that community is one of the main motivating forces and that being surrounded by like-minded women on the same journey can be really helpful in making lasting, sustainable changes. So if you want less fitspo and more body kindness, come join us inside my free Facebook group, The Joy movement show community. Inside you'll be surrounded by women just like you who are exploring how to move for more than just weight loss. I'm in there too, answering questions and cheering you on. Come join us inside the Joyful Movement Show community and I'll see you on the inside. So that's what I want to talk about this week is the fear of judgment because I don't think that this client's revelation is unique. Even just last week on our interview here on the show with Natalie, this was a theme. So if you haven't listened yet, Natalie is a client of mine and a fitness instructor who shared her story of ditching diets and finding self-acceptance in a larger body and even maintaining her fitness and her ability to teach classes with intensity throughout that whole process. And it was a really inspiring conversation. So if you haven't listened to it yet, I definitely recommend that you go back and check that out. It's episode 47. If you did listen, you'll remember that she shared that she feared if she stopped dieting, that she'd just get bigger and bigger and bigger and wouldn't be able to do the things that she liked to do or perform her job as a fitness instructor. But her biggest fear was what might people think of her if she wasn't as cute? So between this client conversation and Natalie's interview, this theme started forming in my mind and I became curious about how common a barrier this fear of judgment is for women. And as I was promoting last week's episode, uh, the interview with Natalie on social media, as I do, I was talking in my stories about the fears that Natalie had about quitting dieting. And I asked the question to uh, my Instagram followers, is fear of judgment a barrier to adopting a non-diet lifestyle? Well, my phone lit up and I got all kinds of responses and the answers were 100% yes. Definitely. So 100% of the people that responded said fear of judgment is a barrier to stopping dieting. It should not have surprised me because I definitely understand it. I felt that myself. I remember feeling that way myself coming back into the fitness industry in a larger body and wondering what people would think about that. But it did. It did surprise me. I just went, wow, wow, that is sad. It's so sad that women are suffering, restricting food, depriving themselves, starving themselves, as Natalie said in her interview, and punishing themselves with hardcore exercise, not allowing themselves to feel pleasure because they're worried about what others will think of them if they gain weight. So we got to talk about this. We just got to dig in because, you know, it's really easy to say oh, don't worry what anybody thinks. Just do you. You're a grown-ass woman and you don't need anyone's approval. And I think we all say these things, but clearly we do worry. And none of us are immune, myself included. And we act upon those worries and those worries keep us stuck in behaviors that we're not thrilled with, starving ourselves, over-exercising and not being okay in our own skin. So, If I can help shed a little light on that situation and help get you thinking about where that fear of judgment comes from or how to move past it, then maybe you'll be able to let some of that go. And maybe you'll be able to feel more confident making the choices you want to make 
that are best for you, regardless of what others think. But we got to dig into it a little bit first to get there. Before we do, let's just backtrack for a second and talk about what I mean by dieting. Just in case you're thinking, well, I don't diet. I've never been on a diet. I just eat clean and manage my portions. So I just want to say nobody diets anymore because we all know diets don't work and they're basically taboo and that people actually would look at you funny and judge you if you did say that you're on a diet. So let me define what I mean by dieting. I use that as a blanket term to refer to any sort of way of eating that restricts certain foods, food groups, or amount of food, portion sizes. So any type of good and bad labeling of foods, new, any sort of parameter on time of day that you can eat, I'm looking at you, intermittent fasting, any meal plan where you drink shakes for one to two meals and have a, quote, sensible dinner, anything that might cause you to need a cheat day or a free meal, even any sort of tracking your intake with calories or points, hello, WW, and then paying off excess food with exercise or using exercise as a way to earn food. So maybe you don't diet, but let's be honest here for a second. Raise your hand if you've ever done any of these. I just want to point out how ironic it is that almost all of us would say we've never been on a diet, but we've spent our life trying to control our weight through plans or programs such as these, which really speaks to just how messed up this whole thing is. Do you hear the dichotomy of the messaging here? Dieting is bad. Diets don't work. Don't do that. In other words, there's judgment if you do diet. But the expectation is certainly there that we maintain a, quote, acceptable weight. So do whatever you need to do to control your weight eat clean, restrict uh, carbs, don't eat at certain times a day, whatever. Just don't call it a diet. And we judge people as lazy or unhealthy if they don't meet this, quote, acceptable weight parameter. So in other words, you really can't escape the judgment no matter what you do. So is it any doubt that there's a real worry that if we ditch dieting and stop trying to control our body, what people will think of us? Absolutely not. It is entirely normal and justified that you'd feel that way. Now, we heard how fear of judgment showed up for Natalie, and I shared about how it showed up for me. But there are oodles of ways that fear of judgment can manifest. I asked the question in one of my group coaching calls recently, and there were quite a few examples of what women worry about or how they choose their actions based on this fear of judgment. And here's just a few that came up. A fear of someone commenting on their weight gain or concern trolling to their face or behind their back. So in an effort to avoid that, we don't go out or we dress in such a way to hide our perceived flaws. There's a fear of being seen exercising and not looking like you know what you're doing. So you either don't exercise or you do it alone at home where no one will see what you're doing. There's fear of being not seen exercising and therefore being judged as lazy. So you make sure you post about joining the gym or walking in daylight so people see. 
there's the assumption that people think that you're exercising just to lose weight and therefore not feeling free to choose movement that just feels good. Always taking the high impact option to justify. There's people commenting on your food choices, such as, aren't you lucky that you can eat anything you want if you're in a thin body? Or should you really be eating that if you're in a larger body, whether that's said out loud or just perceived? There's the behavior of choosing salad with dressing on the side or chicken breast and grilled veggies when you're out at a restaurant when you really want to eat the burger and fries. Some women talked about how they will openly share about their exercise and eating plans and or diets so that people know they're not happy with their weight, but they're trying their best to control it. It's almost like they're addressing the elephant in the room, like, just in case you're going to go talk about my weight behind my back, I need to preempt that and let you know that I'm trying my best. And the really big one that came up loud and clear was the fear of rejection. The worry or the thought that your friends, your family, or even your partner won't love you anymore or find you attractive and might leave you if your body changes. And that's the big one that really tends to keep people stuck. The thought of losing an important relationship is really scary. Now, one really important thing to note is that, sure, it is definitely true that people will sometimes express their judgment out loud and let you know what they're thinking and that they don't approve of what you're doing or how you look. People do comment on others' bodies and food and exercise choices. Concern trolling is a real thing. If that's a new term for you, concern trolling is when someone will mask their judgment as concern for your health. Like, I love you no matter what. I just worry about your health and I want to make sure you're okay. So absolutely, this happens. But not nearly as often as we think it will or that we assume it does. A lot of the judgment we fear or perceive is assumed. We assume that if someone looks at our plate, they're judging our food. Or if they give us a hug, that they're noticing and judging how our body feels. But unless they say their thoughts out loud, we can't know for sure what they're thinking. We're assuming that they place the same amount of value on your appearance as you do. Let me explain how we adopt judgments about certain things. Our judgments of ourselves and others are rooted in what we value in life. For example, if we value fame and success, we'll judge those who don't have it as deadbeats with no motivation. If we value close-knit family, we'll judge those who don't have that as dysfunctional. If we value beauty and health, we'll judge those who don't live up to the stereotypical ideal as lazy and undisciplined. The yardstick we use for ourselves is the yardstick we use for the world. So in other words, if you're fearing judgment about your weight, is it possible that you hold your weight in really high regard? Is it possible that you judge others based on their weight? Many of us adopt our internal yardsticks based on the stigma and shame we've been subjected to in life. Our yardsticks are formed by how people viewed us growing up. Therefore, a big part of our transformation to move through this fear of judgment 
is to recognize our own internal bias and where we are placing value. To recognize the metric, the yardstick that we're using to measure ourselves and then consciously choose if that metric is serving us. This is absolutely where your own personal autonomy and agency comes in. You've got to do your thought work around what you value. And if that's thinness, and if working towards thinness does make you feel your best, then you can choose that. But if it feels like you're trying to force yourself into a smaller body to find approval through restriction and deprivation and intense exercise, and it's wearing you down, and you just wish you could eat and move normally without obsession over weight, then maybe it's time to evaluate whether the measuring stick you've been using is still serving you. Maybe there's a better way to measure your fitness, your health, your happiness, and your overall worth. The other part of our transformation is knowing that everyone has their own set of values and their own measuring stick. It's absolutely true that many people in our society value thinness and beauty. You certainly cannot escape that in this world. But it's also true that many people don't. And it's quite possible that they're not thinking what you think they are when you're fearing judgment. It's possible that you're keeping yourself stuck in dieting behavior based on assumptions. It's possible that the judgment you're perceiving is really your own that you're deflecting onto someone else. Back to our example with Natalie. It's funny, after our interview recording ended, Natalie shared that no one's really commented on her weight gain to her face or behind her back that she knows of. She kind of joked and said, I wonder if they think I don't know. Because she hasn't been talking about it. She hasn't complained about her clothes not fitting or how she's going to try to lose it or that she's upping the intensity in her Zumba classes to whip herself back in shape, which is so countercultural. Ironically, as Natalie has done the work of accepting her own body and stopped judging herself, as she's released the belief that she needs to look and act a certain way to be acceptable, she's actually experienced less judgment from others. So it begs the question, were they ever actually judging her in the first place? Or was she assuming what people thought about her based on her own internalized fat phobic beliefs? Maybe the judgment was real. Maybe it wasn't. But the reason it affected Natalie is because she placed such high value on her appearance. She held a judgment herself that there was a right and wrong way for a woman, a fitness instructor in particular, to look and behave. Her actions prior were rooted in people-pleasing, doing whatever she could to maintain the ideal so that she'd feel approved of by others, and in turn, herself. She could only feel okay about herself if everyone else thought she was okay, even if that meant starving herself and over-exercising. Judgment from others or perceived judgment that we assume people have about us can only affect us if we believe it on some level and we assign moral value to the judgment. For instance, if someone told me I'm a bad singer, well, that's true. That would be an accurate judgment. Does it affect me? No, because I don't place any value on my singing ability. I simply do not care if I'm good or bad at it. I just like singing. I still sing out loud in my fitness classes and in the car and anywhere else, and I couldn't give two hoots what anyone thinks about it. 
But I might care if I were trying to get a recording contract. People's opinion about my singing would have a whole other meaning to me because I would really value my singing ability in that case. So the way to not care what others think is to be really darn sure about what you think. To be secure in who you are, what you value, what matters to you, and be striving to be the best you can be based on your own measuring stick. And then the next step is accepting that others measure themselves and the world differently than you. Understanding that people have value differences but not internalizing them to mean you must change is how we begin to set boundaries around how we'll be treated and who we'll choose to spend our time with. It's true that some people are going to still judge us based on our weight or how we eat or how we exercise. But it's not our job, nor is it possible, to make everyone happy. I guarantee that those who love you love you for a lot more than how you look. And for those whose approval of you is conditional upon acting and looking a certain way, well, are they really your people after all? I shared with you at the start of this episode how I've received some criticism and judgment from other professionals in the fitness industry about the non-diet work that I do. There are people who do not agree with this approach and very much value fat loss and weight loss and believe that it is the one and only way to achieve health. And there are people who won't work with me as a trainer because of my viewpoints and because I don't have the perfect fit body. But I've learned they just have a different measuring stick than me. They don't agree with my methods because we place value on different things. And that's okay. It hurts when I'm criticized, sure. But I'm not going to change myself to meet someone else's definition of right or wrong and success because that would mean sacrificing my own values. And I know that I can help a lot more people on a much deeper level if I stay true to myself and what I value. I'd be doing the world a disservice if I continued to believe that my body was wrong and I had to change it and if I only worked with people to help them change their bodies. So to recap, let me summarize this conversation by giving you five tips that you can use to help move past fear of judgment and step into the life that you desire. Number one, define your yardstick. Do some self-reflection and decide for yourself what matters. How do you define success and your worth? And please don't rush through this step. This can actually be a pretty hard question when we really sit with it. You might realize just how much value you've placed on appearance, and that might be rather confronting and confusing when you try to think about what it is you really value. So take your time. Number two, understand that everyone has their own measuring stick. Everyone has their own set of values and will judge others based upon them. Acknowledge that this has nothing to do with you. It's just a difference of opinion. You don't have to agree with them and you don't have to change to meet their approval. Number three is be aware of your inner critic. Often when we fear judgment, it's because we're assuming what people think. Remember, you don't know what someone's values are unless they share them with you. Recognize when you assume judgment that's not necessarily there. When that's happening, it's not their judgment you're being affected by. It's your own. Number four, make your own 
needs a priority. Allowing someone else's judgment to cloud your own perception of yourself makes them the priority and gives them the power in your life. You are the expert of your own life. You know yourself better than anyone else. People-pleasing never results in feeling content with yourself. And number five, surround yourself in support. I know it can seem like the whole world is only interested in weight loss and dieting, but there are people on this journey with you and having that community of like-minded people can make all the difference as you share ideas, strategies, and support one another to rise above diet culture and define success on your own terms. That community support is available to you inside my free Facebook group, The Joyful Movement Show Community. So please come join us and be part of this growing movement of women supporting women who want more than a life of restriction and deprivation. And a bonus tip number six, if you're able, invest in yourself to get the support to make the changes you really want to see in your life. Collecting knowledge is great. Taking information such as this podcast and similar things is really helpful to get you started thinking and behaving in a new way. But I am a firm believer that we all need a mentor or a coach to really get results. I've been working with coaches for the last eight or nine years, and I don't think I'd ever not have one. We all need someone to help us sift through the muck and call us out on the thoughts we're thinking and the things we're choosing that are keeping us out of the life we desire. For me, the cost of that far outweighs the cost of staying the same, continuing to remain stuck in repeating patterns and fear. So I encourage you, if possible, to work with someone one-on-one or in a group setting, whether that's me or someone else, particularly if the fear of judgment is keeping you from taking on the non-diet lifestyle. So I want to leave you with the reminder that you are in the driver's seat of your life. You have infinite value. And you get to decide what's important to you and how you'll measure your success and worth. I see you. I believe in you. I know that you are so much more than a body. And I know that there's a big life waiting for you once you see this for yourself. So I would love to see you inside the Facebook group or to have a chat about how I can support you further. You'll find the links for both of those in the show notes as well as on my social media channels. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Radiant Vitality Wellness. If you loved this episode, I'd love it if you'd share it and tag me on social media or leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It really does help get this message in the ears of women who need to hear it. I'll see you back here next Monday for more non-diet motivation. In the meantime, be well, and here's to your Radiant Vitality. Thanks for tuning into the Power in Motion podcast today. If you love what you're learning here, then I invite you to take the next step of embodying these concepts into your own life so that you can live your healthiest, happiest life and never again feel held back by your body. Coaching is the fastest, most efficient pathway to taking what you know in your head to actually applying it and seeing results. Whether you're looking to make changes around movement, food, body image, or all three, I'm here to help you nurture a kind, respectful and trusting relationship with your body so you can feel your very best. Click the link in the show notes to book a free consultation and together we'll uncover what's getting in the way of you having the results you want. You'll leave this call knowing exactly what you need to work on and together we'll explore whether one of my coaching offers is a good fit for you. I can't wait to meet you.